I feel you. Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 95. Today we are joined by Bears Cool. What's up? I met How this you doing? Dude, like, what, two days ago? On Just about, yeah. Two or three, yeah. Which isn't exactly fair. I have seen you on TikTok a bunch. You're really? all over my For You page for some reason. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah, I see you all the time. <laughs> Good to know. Getting out there a little you at bit. the time because you were a Bears fan. And, uh, yeah, understandable. Dude, so it's funny. The other sports creators I've met on TikTok and had on the podcast and made content with, the only other one is Jake Talk Sports, who's a Packers fan. <laughs> so for some reason, the only people I can attract are other NFC North people. Hey, I mean, that that's a good way to be. You got to get differing opinions from the people that know your team the best outside of your fan base. That's fair. That's fair. Oh. That's fair. Um, so I wanted to start off a little bit with kind of an interview type thing, figure out what you're all about, right? All right. So other than TikTok, do you create any other types of content? Um, no, I'm just on TikTok at the moment. Uh, I I want to pursue a career in like sports journalism, sports media. And obviously, ideally, I want to down the line move into other things such as a podcast of my own. But I'm at the point where, you know, freshman in college, it's kind of hard to find time to start other things and other ventures. And with TikTok, it's easy. You just sit there, record yourself for a minute, throw it out there. And you don't have to spend the time on editing and you know, doing a bunch of other stuff, so just TikTok as of now, but eventually we're going to get into other things. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, okay. So, I mean, you're a huge Bears fan, I'm guessing just a huge sports fan in general, but what yeah. actually led you to creating content? Oh, okay, so this is a fun story. Um, My junior and sophomore year so first of all i'm a theater kid i do a lot of like theater and choir and things like that and my this is my junior year i got in my school show choir and that was right when covid hit and in the process of that one of the girls in the class was like huh wouldn't it be funny if during covid we all started tiktok and whoever gets the biggest following wins or something like that so i started being like you know what i like the bears i'll throw stuff out there i don't see enough bear stuff and it kind of blew up i don't know if you could say blew up but i have like 3400 followers from it now so pretty yeah. cool yeah It's funny that you say that. Okay. Brando, thanks for the sub. I don't know why you weren't already, but whatever. I'm not going to judge you too much. Hello. <laughs> Hello, chat. Hello. But, so, I gotta... It's funny that you said that, because Jake Talks Sports, I don't know if you've seen him on TikTok or not. Uh, I haven't. I saw your episode of your podcast with him, but other than that, I've okay. never heard of the guy. So his reason for joining TikTok was the same thing. A bunch of friends were, a bunch of his friends were just like, "Let's all join TikTok and see who can get the most followers." <laughs> I think that's hilarious. That's great. Yeah, that's funny. That. Okay, so are you from Chicago? No, no, I have never been to Chicago in my life. 
I'm from Maryland, unfortunately. Okay, okay. So I gotta ask, what led you to become a Bears fan? Okay, so my dad, he's also never been to Chicago. Well, he's been to Chicago a couple of times, but he grew up in Maryland as well. And his aunt uh, grew up here, moved to Chicago in like the 80s and 90s. And she would always bring him back like Bears stuff. And, you know, 80s and 90s, that's when the Bears were like at their peak. Yeah. And because of that, my dad just kind of fell into the fandom. And then when I was born, pretty much word for word, it was, you're a Bears fan or you sleep on the porch. So I didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> but I, I mean, I could complain, but I can't complain. I absolutely love this team as much as they hate me. It's okay. It could be worse. You could be a Vikings fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. At least yeah. you have a future quarterback. Dude. Yeah. Fucking Bears taking our quarterback. I'm 100% positive the Vikings were drafting Justin Fields, but the Bears traded up a pick in, or two picks in front of us. Assholes. Yeah. Ironically, I thought the Bears were going to wait until like the second or third round and draft Kellen Mond. <laughs> oh. That's funny. You want to trade? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. All right. I actually want to see yeah. if Kellen Mond's any good before I say that. I think Kellen Mond has potential. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know Minnesota's—they scare me with their coaching and whatnot currently. Oh God, yeah, Zimmer's tough. It's tough. We'll, we'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. I think it's funny. I'm not from Minnesota. I'm from Wyoming, uh, so. Everyone around me are Denver Broncos fans. Yeah, how the hell did you get into the Viking team in Wyoming? Well, so it started off originally, like, when I was, like, four or five years old, I'd root for the Raiders. I didn't actually watch football, but I hated the Broncos mm -hmm. because everyone around <laughs> me loved them. So it was just like, fuck it, go Raiders, just because that was Denver's biggest rival. And my uncle actually was a Vikings fan. And I was like, hey, I like the color purple. It's not the Broncos. Sure, I'll be a fan of them. That was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's I mean a... we've had some kind of okay times. 2009 was fun. Yeah, you had Adrian and, Peterson. That's yeah, fun. Adrian Peterson is the GOAT. I, I don't want to mm -hmm. um, I'm still pissed that in that last game against Green Bay in 2012, we decided we're in field goal range, but let's throw it on the last three plays and try to get a touchdown instead of let's just let Adrian Peterson get those nine yards and break the record. Yeah, Somebody got paid sure. to not let him break the record. <laughs> somebody got paid. Don't know who, but somebody. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I became a Vikings fan through that. And then I'm even worse at picking teams. Um, my favorite basketball team then became the Minnesota Timberwolves because ah, Minnesota team, that was an even bigger mistake. And then, yeah, I, Oh, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. I did the same thing with basketball. I, I'm a bulls fan because yeah. of Chicago. And I became a Bulls fan. I got into basketball later. So I became a Bulls fan pretty much right as Derrick Rose got traded to the Knicks. 
So I have up until this season, I have not known fun basketball. Like I love Jimmy True. Butler. Jimmy Butler's probably my favorite player of all time. But like, oh my god, it's been miserable. <laughs> Jimmy G and Derrick Rose, the only reason oh, Timberwolves no. and Bulls fans can agree on anything. Oh my god, I love <laughs> Jimmy Butler, dude. I. As much as it was awful for our organization, I loved mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler in Minnesota. The taking oh third stringers, kicking the shit out of your starters, <laughs> and screaming at the front office, you fucking need me, you can't win without me, is the greatest thing in history. Nobody can he, Oh my god, he has a fucking mentality that rivals Mike and Kobe. It really does. Like it, <laughs> I mean, that's literally the only other two players in NBA history I can see doing that are Mike and Kobe. Right? Like, that's fucking nutty. Because most, most other stars don't have that mentality because they know everybody already knows it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, LeBron's never screaming that at the front office because the front office already knows they need him. Mm-hmm. Jack wasn't screaming mm-hmm. that because everybody already knows. Mm-hmm. Mike just needed a reason to be pissed off constantly. <laughs> like, that was just his thing. He looked for reasons to be pissed off. Yeah. And then Kobe was just a different animal. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. The dude was fucking nutty, man. Kobe. Yeah. But, all right. So, there was another thing. Oh, and then, sadly, for baseball, I also picked shittily. For baseball, I went with the team nearest me and picked the Colorado Rockies because purple is the majority of that. Fair race. enough. I'm a big purple guy, as you can tell by every logo of my. <laughs> yeah, I picked up on that, yeah. Yeah, big purple guy. Big purple guy. <laughs> but, all right. So, let's move on to what is actually our topic for today. All right. At least one of them. And so... My plan was, I discussed this with you, obviously, but we are going to be discussing and making our picks for who our teams should pick as their next head coach. So I will be going over who I think the Bears should pick. He'll be going over the Vikings, and then we'll discuss it. I didn't go with front office stuff, but I do have some in mind if you wanted to talk about it. Um, I did not do anything with the front office. I did okay. not look into that at all. I went okay. deep into coach and I went deep into quarterback. But okay, okay, I like yeah. it. I like it. All right. Do you want to lead it off, or do you want me to give you my Bears hope? I'm I'm curious to hear what you have to okay. say first. So I've been struggling because I can't pick just one guy, right? So yeah. there, there's the obvious choices, right? Kellen Moore. I know mm-hmm. you I know you like him a lot. That's right? my guy. That's who right. I want. Absolutely. And I, I can see why. Mm-hmm. Um but then I mean there's some others that are interesting. I think it would be stupid, but I know Josh McDaniels is gonna get a call. I think you'd be really dumb to pick him though. See, I don't know. A lot of people aren't high on McDaniels, and I understand that the Belichick coaching tree has a really, really bad history. But just look at what he had a hand in Monday night. Sure. His team ran the ball, what was it, like 40 times, threw the ball three times, still managed to win. Like, that's the type of game plan we can get away with in Chicago with David Montgomery. That's something I feel like Matt Nagy needs to realize sooner, or, you know, should have realized sooner, is that throwing the ball 
you know, as much as it is a pass-heavy league, this team isn't necessarily equipped to throw the ball 40, 30 times a game yet. So him refusing to absolutely refusing to run the ball is something I hate. And just watching the Patriots run the ball that much, it was just like, where the why the fuck can't we do this? Like, why is this not something we're capable of doing when we have a guy who's a fringe top ten running back? And on top of that, we have really good depth at running back with Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert, and it it just doesn't make any sense. So seeing a guy like McDaniel's who can at least play a part in an offense that is competent enough to pull that off, or capable enough daring enough whatever you want to call it to do something like that is amazing and then adding in the fact that he's obviously had a hand in mac jones and mac jones development as much as i think he's a good quarterback i attribute like 70 80 percent of that to coaching just because you know valachek and mcdaniels and everyone else on that staff are fucking amazing humans and know exactly what they're doing so like historically yeah it looks really bad but on paper, I mean... But also, just historically, said, specifically with McDaniels, it's bad. Yeah. He's been a head coach, yeah. and it wasn't good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it looks so tempting right now, but right. It, it, like you said, if you look at the history, it's like, it's, it's such a risky move, but yeah. if it pays off, it's going to pay off so well. I don't know. If I'm a Bears fan, though, do I want another risk it pick? No, absolutely not. It, no, you you want something solidified, yeah. obviously, because you do not want Nagy. And I could go on for an hour and a half about Nagy. I'm not going to. But another, so another coach I thought about that I changed my mind on was Eric Bieniemy. The reason I changed my mind is you already pulled a coach out of the Andy Reid coaching tree yeah. and it didn't work for you. So I don't mm-hmm. see the Bears doing that again. There's absolutely no fucking way. I think Bieniemy's like. 10 times the coach Nagy could ever be, but it's, it's just, you just can't risk that again. That's, that's why I like Kellen Moore so much. It's, it's, he has no prior connections. You don't necessarily know what he is as a coach, but I feel like IQ wise, there's probably not a coach in this league other than like the top, top guys that match him. Yeah. Um, but so I really narrowed it down to two guys and I've been struggling because one I feel like makes the most sense based on the team you currently have, and one makes the most sense just because it's the Bears. Mm -hmm. So the one that makes the most sense off the team you currently have, at least in my opinion, is Brian Dable, the Bills Mm -hmm. offensive coordinator. You need an offensive guy for Justin Fields, I think. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean... Josh Allen coming out of the draft, I mean, he had all the potential in the world. I think everybody saw that. His Mm -hmm. arm, his mobility, whatever. But his mechanics weren't there, and he just wasn't truly Mm -hmm. NFL ready. And I think Dable is the reason he is what he is today. Oh, absolutely. So, I, I... I, And I love Justin Fields, but he needs some help. And he needs... He's rough around the edges. He's a rookie. Absolutely. And he needs, I don't know, the only true issue I have with Justin Fields is, and it's already gotten better, which I'm happy about, but in his first two starts, he looked afraid to throw the ball, and that worried me. So, looking better now. But the guy, I think, just makes sense because it's the Bears. Okay, hold on. Not to cut you off, but it just disconnected me, so I did not hear, like, the last 
15, 20 seconds, whatever you said. Oh, God, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> I think I listened to myself talk. <laughs> oh, the last so, you you were saying your biggest issue with Fields. That, oh, that's what his, I missed. So his first couple of games, he's already gotten better about this. But his first two, three games in the NFL, he looked afraid to throw the ball more than a yard. Oh, yeah. Like, he just looked scared. Yeah. He's gotten better, but I don't know. I think it's coaching. I, d- I wouldn't want to listen no, to what Matt Nagy told coaching. me either. Yeah. So. It's a mix of coaching, and then, you know, he knows. He's not stupid. He knows he's going from Ohio State, which was a stacked football program, to one of the worst offenses in football, if not the worst. And when you have receivers who can't consistently catch – you have an offensive line that can't block. I'd be scared of the fucking ball, too. I yeah. would just want to talk and run every play if I was him. Especially if the guys that are supposed to be helping me and supposed to be pushing me to do better just aren't doing that. Right. Like, if you watch Justin Fields on the sideline, he sits by himself. Yeah. There's never a coach with him. There's never one of the veteran quarterbacks with him. He's by himself fucking festering. Just, like, in pain, and I hate it. There is no reason why you're, you know, top rookie quarterback – should be sitting on the sideline by himself at any moment in time, unless he is like physically forcing himself away from people. Even then he shouldn't be right. There should be someone with him at all times, pointing out what he's doing wrong, how he can fix it and praising him for what he's doing correctly. And that's my biggest thing with Chicago. They didn't do that shit with Trubisky either. They never like it took until the last quarter of Trubisky's last season in Chicago for a coach to walk up to him and say, Hey, this offense is struggling. What can I do to help you be better? That's pathetic. He was there for four years, and it took him three and a half to ask him what they can do to help him. Like, there is no fucking reason for that, for a young quarterback to have to deal with that shit. Right. Absolutely. I, yeah. See, I get it from one perspective. Like, Andy Dalton, I don't expect to be sitting with Justin Fields. Like, I get it. You want your better veteran quarterback to be the one trying to teach the young guy but also mm-hmm. andy dalton's probably pissed at the entire organization in chicago currently like he he was promised a starting job and didn't get it yeah and i, I mean I, think I, do, I feel really bad for andy you know as much oh, yeah. shit as he gets i do feel really bad for him he's a good guy he doesn't deserve it and i still stick by he's not a bad quarterback he's not great no, he's not, not by bad. any means I mean, if you look at their stats, he, he's Matt Ryan. He's Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. That's what he is. Yeah, if you put Andy in a situation where he has a little bit of time in the pocket and he has some decent receivers to throw to, he's going to succeed. Right. He's he's the definition. He's like the bar. Yeah. I think if you're rating quarterbacks, you rate them above or below a guy like Andy Dalton. And right. that's fine. You can win games with a quarterback like that. It's right. just everything else has to be clicking, and it just isn't in Chicago. Right. It's it's honestly to me like Denver and Teddy Bridgewater. I'm gonna mm-hmm, defend Teddy exactly. Bridgewater until I die, because that's my I mean, quarterback, yep. right? But <laughs> he's my quarterback. I, I get yeah. I get the to crying. That's my quarterback <laughs> every time I talk about Teddy Bridgewater. But like, no, he's not special. He's not gonna be Josh Allen or you know mm-hmm. Lamar. But you, especially Denver can absolutely win games with Teddy Bridgewater yeah. if everything's right. And right now it's not. That offensive line mm-hmm. is atrocious. Mm-hmm. I hate that Teddy's in Denver, though. It makes me like half a Broncos fan, and it hurts my soul. Right. But... I'm going to be the same way with wherever Mitch goes next season. Like I, I'm yeah. praying to God that he doesn't fucking go to Pittsburgh. 
No, no. I will not be able to sleep if he goes to Pittsburgh. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be even worse. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay, going wherever the hell he goes. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky becomes the starting quarterback of the Packers. I don't think I'd be able to go on at that point. <laughs> I, th- I think that would be the cutoff. You remember Aaron screaming, I own you? That's going to be Mitch next year. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry to tell you. Okay, if that comes through, I need a million dollars. If Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers next year, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, the other pick, the guy, the other guy I was struggling with, is Raheem Morris, the Rams' defensive coordinator. Okay. In my head, it just makes sense because it's the Bears. They've always mm-hmm. won with defense. They took their shot at an offensive guy in Matt Nagy, and it didn't work. So I could totally see him going, all right, time to go back to defense and swinging at Raheem Morris. Especially with how fucking level-headed the front office is with this team. That makes a lot of sense, and I hate it. Yep. Because (laughs) they need to blow up the defense. Like, there is no reason to hold on to any of the big names there. Eddie Jackson's the worst fucking safety in football. I want him shot into Lake Michigan and never seen again. Um. He no, I could go on and on about how much oh, I hate sure. Eddie Jackson. He is not a good football player. Like, I understand he's a ball hawk, and he. he oh. He's up. He's straight up a pussy. Like, I have never seen a safety that's as big of a pussy as Eddie Jackson. Like, even in 2018, when he had his breakout year, he had like you know four or five defensive touchdowns, a bunch of crazy interceptions. He lost at least two games for us just being a pussy like i like against miami we lost that game to fucking brock osweiler eddie jackson let himself get beat over the top and then was just scared to tackle the guy when he ran into the end zone it was pathetic and then against the giants we almost pulled off one of the craziest upsets or not upsets uh comebacks i've ever seen and eddie jackson got scared because saquon barkley was running at him so he tried to push him out of bounds and missed i'd be scared of saquon barkley too have you seen those quads I mean, yeah, but you're a fucking safety in the NFL. That's fair. Like, to me and you, yeah, that's understandable, but he's a professional safety that had been in the league for a year and a half at that point. There's no reason why you should be avoiding contact unless you're, like, dealing with some injury even then, you know. Right. He's just, he's just a straight-up fucking pussy. And this year, he's done nothing for the team. He didn't do anything last year. He's just dead weight, and it pisses me off because what he did was he got a bag and then fell off hard. Yeah. Like, we gave him big money, and then he just fell off instantly, and I hate it. I hate him so much. He's probably the only person on this team I hate near as much as Matt Nagy. I get a lot of shit for that. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> he's... Hmm. that All leads right, me. I got to bring this up. So, mm-hmm. the reports came out about the offer Chicago gave to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. How did Seattle not take that? Two first-round picks, a second-round pick, Akeem Hicks, and Khalil Mack. And Seattle said no. Yeah. Oh, my God, they didn't. But holy shit, that was... (laughs) Dude, how do you say Um, no to that? I don't know. I think God intervened, man. He was like, no. Justin's destined to come to Chicago. You can't accept this. I'm coming to you, you know, like came to Pete Carroll and was like, listen, this is the prophecy. This is how it has to be. 
just don't accept it and got lucky because that would have oh my god that would have been terrible in hindsight by god do you mean here. i think that's not entirely fair he was playing well the first three weeks before he suffered his first injury of his career yeah but, but i'm just saying even yeah. with that you know coming i mean going from seattle to chicago you know it makes it even worse i was gonna say it was, sooner. the god that intervened was probably russell wilson saying no <laughs> i'm not playing in chicago yeah oh my god i'm so glad that didn't happen though. i completely forgot that was the offer <sighs> yeah dude that's so insane i wish minnesota <laughs> would trade for russ we need a quarterback. yeah or, you know, yeah, that would make sense if Deshaun Watson's ever legally cleared, which, I, which I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't have enough information to form an opinion here. Nope. Don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> no matter which side you sit on, you're a dick. So I made one TikTok about that right when it happened and haven't spoke about it since. Everyone was pissed. Yeah. I'm, like, not one to shy away from controversy, but when it gets into touchy subjects like that, nope. Well, it's, it's it also, we just don't have any information, so it's yeah. impossible to actually talk about without being a, ending up as a terrible person one way or the other. Mm -hmm. All right, but now I'm intrigued. Who's your pick for the Vikings he head coach? Okay, so I was looking at this with two ways, right? Okay. Kind of like the same thing you did. You're either doubling down on the defense or you're throwing Kirk out the window and trying to develop Mund. Okay. And if we're going with the defense, no, this is kind of like, especially after talking to you and hearing how you think, this might be a little uh, shitty for you. Okay. I really like Vic Fangio. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, let me explain myself. Okay. So, the 2018 Bears defense, one of the better defenses of the past decade, that was all Vic Fangio. All Vic Fangio. Even, like, everything was clicking, but Vic Fangio's defense, the, it, it's just amazing. And Denver, I feel like he stressed himself out too much trying to deal with that whole quarterback situation and trying to deal with the offense. And I feel like if you take Vic Fangio and put him in a position where he's the head coach and he has a decent offensive coordinator that he can trust, kind of push that burden onto and just focus on the defense, you can make, or he can be a really good coach. Like especially with the pieces Minnesota has. And, uh, you know, you have Eric Hendricks, Harrison Smith, I could go, you know. Yeah. You know the names, obviously, but... You put Fangio in that situation with that defense with all those pieces. I really think he can make something special, and it's the type of special that would like keep me up at night, kind of special. <laughs> um, and you have some younger pieces on defense. I think Fangio could really get in there and help out. And you know, if this were to happen, I think you stick with Kirk, and that takes some of the pressure off of Fangio too, because Kirk's not great. He at least like competent enough to make things work like you have weapons around him to let him succeed and i mean i i do kind of lean more towards the other two i'm going to get to in a second but i don't think fangio is a terrible idea okay so here's my thoughts with fangio right mm. what's the point it's just mike zimmer you're not Fair changing enough. anything 
Like, if we could get a good offensive coordinator who Zimmer could actually give full control, because we haven't had that since Pat Shermer, who Mm -hmm. did a fine job in Minnesota. Can't seem Mm -hmm. to do well anywhere else, but he did fine here. (laughs) Like, Zimmer can run amazing defenses. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, which we can say whatever we want about Aaron Rodgers, but he comes out and he's like, no, the toughest defense to play against is Zim's every year. Zim's great at drawing up a defense, but I think the same issues with Fangio, where if you mm-hmm. give him any control on offense, they don't know what they're doing. They're not yeah. great with clock management, and I don't know if either of them can develop players outside of defense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I see it, but I, I would fucking... Ooh. I, it like would not I said, I just wanted to throw that one out there just because Fair I enough. feel like you have to at least consider the defense. But I, I'm leaning more towards the offense, obviously. Yeah. And I'm with you. I think Brian Dable would make a fantastic yeah. fit. Um, You know, obviously you have a young offense, a lot of really nice pieces. Dable can work with them. I think Dable, um, in terms of developing Mond, if you think you have something there, then you definitely want to double down on that. Yeah. And even if that doesn't end up working out, uh, you're going to hate me for this one, but there is a chance Dable may come with his own built-in quarterback. Mitch Trubisky, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, Yikes. yeah. Probably I, better listen, than Kirk, though. I, yeah. Oh, we'll get into Kirk later. I think Mitch Trubisky in the right situation can be a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be like, I'm game changer, but I think you can get places with a developed Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Because his biggest thing in Chicago, like I said earlier, he just didn't have any help. Nobody wanted to help him. And, you know, he's sitting a year behind Josh Allen, who they seem to have a great relationship. And Josh Allen was kind of in the same boat where he just, you know, he was a raw talent, needed a lot of help. Yeah. And Dable obviously is having a hand in that. And I think Dable has the awareness to know he's going to have a job somewhere. And he's definitely working with Mitch to potentially bring him on as a build, you know, as his own quarterback going somewhere. Like if you were to go to like New Orleans or somewhere like that. So I don't think that's the worst thing in the world for Minnesota. At the very least, you know, you bring him in and that motivates Mond. Right. So like this guy has a chance. He has a pre-existing relationship with the coach. I got to really work my ass off to outplay him and prove I'm the guy. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, I do like Eric Bieniemy for you guys as well. Yeah. First of all, his Minnesota connection there. Yep. He used to be a running back coach there. Yep. He definitely should have been a head coach last year. I don't understand why he didn't get signed. I don't know the full situation. Maybe the uh, Chiefs weren't letting that happen or something. But We, we then, have a pretty good idea of what the actual reason is. I think everybody does. It's just yeah, nobody wants to yeah. say it. It's one of yeah. those unspoken things. Yeah. But, you know, I think the enemy can make a great coach for Minnesota. It, again, this is just all under the assumption that they ditch Kirk and try to develop Mond or even look somewhere else at quarterback because I just don't think Kirk is the answer. No, he's really not. Uh, I do want to yeah. say Eric Bieniemy has been the guy I've been rooting for since mm-hmm. last year. Like, I've wanted this for a while. Yeah. I was shocked he didn't get signed anywhere else last year. Like, he's... Such a good coach. I don't know what. I don't know what the issue is. Another one that's a little wild, especially since he just got fired. But I've been considering Joe Brady very strongly. 
I don't hate that. I think Joe Brady can make a decent coach somewhere as well. I do think he's going to end up going back to college, though. It's possible. Absolutely. I think that's probably the direction he's headed. We'll see. I mean, if you get an NFL coaching offer, why would you go to college? Unless the college offer is, you know, Lincoln Riley at USC equivalent. Because no NFL team's giving you that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know with all these coaches in the in college right now getting shuffled around. It's it's possible. Yeah, it's not impossible. It's just not off the table. But all right, so the Kirk thing. Give me your opinion on Kirk Cousins as a quarterback before I go absolutely in on this loser. I think Kirk is kind of like Andy Dalton in the sense that he's like the bar. But slightly worse. So you have a serviceable quarterback, and then Kirk is just like the next step down. So my thing with Kirk is he's shown even this year he has the ability to be a top ten quarterback, like easily, mm-hmm. like the Packers game where he just kind of let it fly. Yeah, there were a couple interceptions that were dropped or you know called back with penalties or whatever. That happens to every quarterback every game. Mm-hmm. Or any quarterback who's actually trying to make a play, at least. Mm-hmm. It was after that game where I've fully given up on Kirk Cousins. Before that game, I was about to get on the train of, why is there no Kirk Cousins for MVP, like, case? Because, I mean, he, right. he had 20-something touchdowns to two interceptions. was top 10 in yards. Like, it was, like, there needs to be a case here. He'd also led like five or six game-winning slash tying drives inside the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. It's like, he's been valuable. But it was after that game, Mike Zimmer comes out, and he's like, I loved what I saw from Kirk today. He was was very aggressive. He was making throws. And you know what? I want him to do that. Go chuck the ball all over the yard. Sure, you might throw some interceptions. That's what my defense is for. We can fix that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, Zim's got confidence. He's telling Kirk to go be aggressive. And when Kirk was asked about it, like, oh, are you going to be more aggressive for the rest of the year? He's like, "Mm, no, I really need to be more careful. I don't really. It's like, oh, so you're just afraid to play quarterback at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like, Kirk, you are, you have the ability to be so good, but you're never going to be. You have the opposite of Mamba mentality. You got fucking pillow mentality. <laughs> I I can remember when he was coming out of Washington, that free agency pool. That was right when the Bears started, like, lost Jay Cutler. It was right after that. And yeah. I remember I wanted Kirk Cousins. I wanted Kirk Cousins in Chicago, and then he went to Minnesota. I wish you would have gone. I was, I was pissed when he went to Minnesota. He was like, well, fuck. Now we got to deal with this twice a year. He's going to be right behind Rodgers and Stafford, and we're going to be the only team in the division without a fucking quarterback. And then Kirk kind of shit the bed, so I didn't feel as bad about myself. I think this is going to be hilarious because it's entirely possible that this happens. So the Browns are not great with Baker Mayfield right now. He's too hurt to really play well. And then I just think the city, the team are kind of off the Baker train. So Case Keenum, I could totally see at least taking over for a couple of weeks to let Baker heal up. Yeah. So let's say Case Keenum takes over. Browns win a couple games because a healthy Case Keenum is better than an injured 
Baker Mayfield. That's just how it works. So, you know, Keenum puts them in the playoff race. Teddy Bridgewater wins a couple games. The Broncos get into the playoffs. Washington stays on the streak they're on with Taylor Heineke, gets into the playoffs. Minnesota misses the playoffs. Then all three quarterbacks who were on the roster the year before Kirk got there made the playoffs while Kirk's sitting at home. Was Taylor Heineke on the Vikings? Yeah, I did not know he that. was. He Holy was shit. There. Okay. That, that would be fucking hysterical. I'd be so pissed. Because I, I no wanted to keep all of them instead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, keep Teddy and Case for like half of what you're going to pay Kirk mm-hmm. because one of them can be what Kirk is. Yeah. You know, ironically, if that ends up being the situation, Cleveland looks to move on from Baker Mayfield this offseason. I almost think there's a possibility Minnesota looks into it. Okay, I've been saying this. Trade Kirk for Baker. Because I think they're... I think Baker is better than Kirk in some ways. But... I think Baker is just younger Kirk with a higher ceiling. A higher ceiling, but also the confidence. Exactly what Kirk is, or better, and then, yeah, the confidence is a big thing Which is what I need from my quarterback. Mm -hmm. We have these great receivers. I need a guy who's going to go chuck the ball around the yard. Kirk's afraid Baker's going to let it fly. (laughs) So... Oh my god, you want to talk about confidence, man. That's why I love Justin Fields so much. He's gaining confidence, and I'm glad, because he, he scared me his first week. Mm-hmm. He did a press conference today. You know, he's coming off cracked ribs, or broken ribs, sorry. Yeah. And he was talking about, like, you know, my injury at Ohio State was worse than this. I barely fucking found anything. And then someone asked him, you know, you've played for Ohio State your whole life. You've been, you played for this big college. You were always on top. How's it feel to finally be the underdog? And he goes, I love it. Love it. absolutely love it and that's exactly what you want to fucking hear out of a quarterback and i love it so yeah. much it's so much like last year if that's mitch Trubisky, he's like well you know we're gonna go out there and we're gonna play our best and we're gonna try our best and that's all that matters at the end of the day like no motherfucker you're the, you're the starting quarterback of one of the biggest franchises in sports say you're gonna win the fucking game say you're gonna go out there and surprise some people i'm with you i cannot stand a mellow quarterback no. you gotta be confident if you're playing that position so I don't watch a ton of college football, but I've always been an Oklahoma fan. That's It's because mm-hmm. of Adrian Peterson. He got to the mm-hmm. NFL. I was like, oh, damn, this dude's good. Where'd he go to college? Oklahoma. Sick. <laughs> okay. I like them. So <laughs> that's how that started. But so I've liked Oklahoma. And when Baker came out, I didn't have him rated as my top quarterback. I don't want to talk about mm-hmm. who I had rated as my top two because uh, neither of them are any good. So now you got to tell me, I, uh, I got to hear that. It was Darnold and Rosen, then Baker, Lamar. <laughs> who was the guy who got drafted in the third round that year? I had basically everyone over Josh Allen. Oh, dear God. So here's why I live in <laughs> Wyoming. I've seen him play in right. college. Right. He, okay. I, I did give the qualifiers because I got to make sure that, you know, I have a chance of not looking completely stupid. I was like, he has all the potential in the world. But seeing what I've seen from him, I don't think he's willing to put the work in to actually improve. I thought he was going to okay. be one of those guys who got to the NFL, and that was good enough. That's fair. And I'm I beginning to be right about it. Josh Allen's regressing so hard right now. Oh, yeah. He looks awful. Mm-hmm. So, 
I, I still yeah, have a chance to be right up. there, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he picks things back up. I think Josh Allen's a fucking tremendous athlete. Yeah, no, he he really is. But I I wasn't sure about Lamar. Okay, I didn't have anybody else rated above him. I lied. Because okay. the other options were Mason Rudolph and Kyle Loletta. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I thought there was like a third rounder who was like good, but not, I don't know. Like maybe I'm thinking of like a different draft class where there was a guy who got drafted later due to injury and right. just like, no, I think he'll be better. If, but wrong draft class, I guess. I just double checked. But Baker, the confidence he exudes, the game against Pittsburgh where there should have been a flag here, but he got late hit out of bounds and got, like, sent underneath the bench. It's like, oh, this dude's already injured. He's fucking done. That was it. And then you just see him get up, and he's more pumped than anybody. It's like, there, there's a guy. He yeah. may not be the best, but fuck, he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, yeah. just because of that confidence. I mean, that's... Yeah. I defend Baker Mayfield to the fucking moon and back, man. Me too. Woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah, I think if Baker gets in the right hands, he could be scary. And I think he's good now. Yeah. If you if you send him somewhere, like if put him in Minnesota, Minnesota with Eric Bieniemy and oh my god, I was just getting ready to Super say. Bowl team. I was just getting ready to say exactly that. Get him Bieniemy, get him Dable. Holy fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, do you want the Bears to fire Ryan Pace? That's his name, right? Absolutely. You do? Yeah, okay. yeah absolutely. Why? Okay, so the biggest argument for Pace is that he's good at hitting late-round picks, and that's cool and all, but when you're drafting Kevin White and Mitchell Trubisky and Leonard Floyd in the first round in the top 10, you're, you're not doing the right thing. And I know Leonard Floyd was good with the Rams, or is good with the Rams, but he was not a good linebacker in Chicago. Like, he had a couple of performances here and there where he was all right. You're taking at the seventh overall pick that isn't going to pan out. And then Mitch Trubisky's Mitch Trubisky. We took him over Mahomes. We know the story. And then he, he's really bad hitting on his second-round picks. He traded up for Anthony Miller. He traded up for Adam Shaheen. He can't hit on his third-round picks. He, he's hit on a couple later picks here and there, but even then, they don't always end up panning out. Like, he was praised for Eddie Jackson, and, you know, I already went off about Eddie Jackson. Uh, he's praised for Jordan Howard, and Jordan Howard was only good because we were running him 30, 40 times a game behind one of the better offensive lines in football. All of the arguments that I see that are in favor of Pace being a good general manager are just so paper-thin that I don't understand why anyone wants to retain him. That's fair. On top of that, he doesn't understand players' worths in free agency, I feel like. Like, Robert Quinn's been really good this season he was terrible last season he was dealing with injuries but he's been really good this season but pace overpaid the fuck out of him like you have an aging edge rusher i think he's 31 now and he gave him like a four-year 60 70 million dollar deal yeah. that is fucking absurd and he paid jimmy graham uh 12 million i think for two years to be our second tight end Nick Foles has his money that he's making. He refuses to do anything to get rid of that contract. Like at the trade deadline, there were teams that were interested in Foles, and Pace and Nagy refused to move him to any team that he didn't have interest in going to. Like, they have a no trade clause for their third string fucking quarterback. To be it's fair, the they didn't trade for him to be a third stringer. No, but like nowadays, I feel like you gotta be like, listen, 
you're not gonna do anything here. You just sit on the bench. Go somewhere you're gonna fucking play. And like, I, I, I understand they didn't trade for him to be the third stringer, but at this point, you, you gotta wake up and smell the roses with that. And then the Kyle Fuller move ended up working out, but I was pissed about that at the time because you cut him to sign Andy Dalton when you're already, you know, you could have cut someone else that's making more money. That's and so, on a pace just has not done a single thing that has impressed me or uh, made any sense to me to keep him other than moving up for Justin Fields, which was a complete no-brainer. Right. I feel like anybody would have had to have done that. Yeah. That point. Well, that's nice. My stream just crashed. So whatever. We'll just move on with just recording it, and I'll edit later. All right. Hopefully not too much of that got cut out while I wasn't looking. That could be tough. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, middle of the podcast might sound weird. Uh, so I've been thinking about Rick Spielman, who's been the Vikings general manager for a while. Mm-hmm. And as much as it's like, man, we should move on from him, I don't know if we should. He's consistently been one of the best GMs in the league. Yeah. And Minnesota's problem hasn't been talent. Like, we mm-hmm. have talent. And, like, if you look at his draft picks, like, sure, you have some busts or guys that didn't work out for legal reasons, health reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. Jeff Gladney, legal reasons. Mike Hughes, legal reasons. Uh, Sharif Floyd, health. You know, you have those guys. But yeah. then, you know, you got Justin Jefferson, Garrett Bradbury, mm-hmm. Trey Waynes, who, sure, wasn't amazing. But he's a quality a starting corner. Yeah. Like, he he's not Jalen Ramsey, but he's also not Brashad Breland either. So, yeah. uh, you know, Anthony Barr, Teddy Bridgewater, Xavier Rhodes, Cordero Patterson, Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. The only two real busts he drafted were Laquan Treadwell, who was just awful. But I think a lot of that's on Laquan Treadwell. Mm-hmm. He truly was one of those guys who got to the NFL and he was like, all right, I'm good. He didn't care, basically. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Khalil was kind of a bust. I mean, you used the third overall pick on him, and he, I think, made one Pro Bowl. Like, that's that's kind of busty. Holy shit, I forgot he was taking that high. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> my bigger thing, though, is look at his <clears throat> second round is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ezra Cleveland last year, Irv Smith Jr., Brian O'Neill, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, Mackenzie Alexander, Eric Kendricks. That's an impressive man. Hits sure. every time he takes a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Third round, he's done good things. Cam Dantzler, Alexander Madison, Daniil Hunter, Jarek McKinnon. I mean, like he hits and gets us starting caliber players everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so as much as it's like we need to move on from him, I'm scared to move on from him because I don't know if we can find somebody better. Right. Like we even get good players in free agency quite often. Mm-hmm. Like we got uh what is Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson, Sheldon Richardson, like three D tackles who are all free agents. Most of the time we get defensive free agents, but that's 
because we're a defensive team. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't... He does have a really good resume with everything that you're talking about, so I don't see what the point would be in letting him go. It's It's so risky with GMs nowadays to... You know, if you have a guy that's even solid, it's yeah. scary. Like you said, it's really scary to think about what could happen because right. you could wind up with a Ryan Pace or a Dave Gettleman or right. anything of of the sort. And that's that's your worst fucking nightmare because the guys up top can't function properly, and that's the biggest issue in Chicago is it goes all the way up. Yeah, and literally everything from ownership down is a fucking disaster. Yeah, your it's, owner isn't uh, great. Yeah, she, our owner is the fucking granddaughter of George Hallis at this point, and she doesn't have any say in it. She's basically like the figurehead, the queen that sits there and waves her hand at the fans. Her sons run it, and her sons run the team like a fucking law firm. <laughs> because they, they have no idea what they're doing. That's what they were. They went to law school. They were meant to run a law firm, and then she was like, hey, you're going you're gonna to take over the team. And then they hired a guy named Ted Phillips who is just them but not them. Like he, he's same exact mind, that same exact brain. And they bring in pace. They bring in Nagy and they become a buddy, buddy with them. And it almost feels, feels like the reason they're taking so long to fire these guys is because they're friends with them. And that's never okay. It's a fucking business. You can't hold relationships in business. It, you know, it, it, there's, you can't have that. And it's, it's just such a fucking mess. And they need to sell the team. I am all for the Chicago Bears getting sold. And I know that's kind of sacrilegious because, like I said, it's been in the family since the 1920s. But if they're going to run it this hard into the ground, they owe it to the city of Chicago to do the right thing and sell it. Yeah. But also like the have, money. They have no... Yeah, money. Fair. Money is everything. But sons have no interest in running that fucking team. They're just there. Right. It's, it's about money for them, exactly. Like, there was a thing a couple years ago, that's probably been about five or six years ago now, where they tried to pass a bill in Chicago or Illinois where you were not allowed to, or um, athletes over the age of 30 would not get health care benefits. But they would have to go out and get their own health care. They wouldn't get benefits from the team. The team wouldn't be required to owe them anything. How would that that's work? The, I have no idea, but because they were all for it. The NFL they, bylaws or whatever say the team has to play. What? Yeah, I know. It, I don't know if maybe it didn't apply to the NFL specifically, but there was some shit about not paying or not helping athletes over the age of 30 with health care. And the McCaskies, who are the guys who run the team, they were all for it. They were all over it. They were in favor of it. They were very publicly in favor of it. It, it was the dumbest shit I'd ever seen. I have to look up the specifics of it. I'm spitballing with it, yeah. but it, it was. See, <sighs> but I guess it's better than being in the position the Vikings are in. I don't know. Being, <clears throat> we're not firing our coach because we're buddy buddy. But hey, we suck, so we'll get draft picks. Is right. better than we don't want to fire our coach because we're mediocre and we don't want to get worse. Mm -hmm. So you're stuck with Minnesota being like, maybe you'll make the playoffs, but you're bounced in the first round. Or you're just going to miss the playoffs and you're always going to pick between, you know, picks 15 and 22, which means you're never going to get good players. Mm. Or at least any that's... of the great players. We lucked out with Justin Jefferson, and that's because the Eagles yeah. might be the dumbest franchise in the NFL. <laughs> I still yeah. love that video. Zimmer and Spielman and everybody sitting there like, man, I hope they don't take our guy here. 
and they hear the Philadelphia Eagles select wide receiver and their faces kind of sink. They say Jalen Rager and everyone starts laughing because <laughs> like, oh my God, they're idiots. I've never seen that video, but that sounds incredible. It's so good. It's I'll find it and send it to you later. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, I think Chicago and Minnesota are in very similar situations currently where they're, they're just stuck in mediocrity. Like, this year, yep. Chicago fell off, thankfully. Yeah. But we needed this. I, I mean, I hate to see the team lose, but we needed it. Because if not, we were going to be in the exact same situation where Nagy keeps the job because we're going 8-8, eight 8-9 and eight, eight and every year. And that's that's how it's been the last two seasons. Nagy should have been fired last year. Yeah. But we slipped into the playoffs and got embarrassed on Nickelodeon. So they decided to keep him around for another year. And, I mean, I guess it panned out because we got Justin Fields and we probably wouldn't have if they would have fired Nagy and Pace because when Nagy goes, Pace needs to go right with him. So I'm just hopeful that this offseason we get a coach in there that has literally anything to do with the offense. I mean, you can go – anything can go from up here. I will take the fucking – High school coach out of Oklahoma or some shit. Like, I'll I don't care. He's better than Nagy. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you would do a better job I than Nagy. I actually am pretty sure I would as well. I think I could yeah. also go be the offensive coordinator in Minnesota and do better than Clint Kubiak. <laughs> but, you know, it's because every drive's the same with that mm-hmm. dumbass. It's handoff, handoff, screen pass, punt. Every time. Yeah. Nagy has this weird trend where he'll come out first offensive drive. He'll give you the, the slightest shimmer of hope. He'll, you know, write up a run for Montgomery. If that doesn't get anywhere, he'll throw it a couple times. And it's like, you know, oh shit, the offense might look fun today. And then exactly like you said, run, run, screen, pass, punt, run, run, screen, pass, punt. And it's the dumbest shit I have ever seen. And I, it's just, it's not even like entertaining football. It's just boring. Right. It's not even like, oh my God, this is so bad that it's entertaining. It's just straight up boring football. Like watching Andy Dalton the past two weeks, I said something about it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I likened it to going from a Maserati to a sedan. Yeah. Like it works, but it's not fun. So, Andy Dalton can go out there and throw the ball around, but it's not fun. You're not excited when Andy Dalton's throwing the ball. Speaking on that, it I think for the Bears not being fun when you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback, it's like, ah, oh, okay. You also don't have a ton of weapons. For the Vikings to be boring with (laughs) fucking Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Mm -hmm. Cook, C.J. Ham, who might be the best fullback in the league. If not, he's Mm -hmm. second behind Juszczyk. And Irv Smith, when he's healthy, is great. Tyler Conklin's really good. It's like there is no reason this offense should make me want to blow my brains out, but it does. Yeah, I have Thielen in one of my fantasy leagues on a sleeper. And I swear to God, I see maybe once or twice a week and they get a notification. It's like, this player made a big play and it's over 20 yards. That happens maybe once a week. And yeah. every time it happens, I'm like, what the fuck? It's Adam Thielen. How, yeah. how is he not getting bigger plays than 20, 30 yards every other week? Okay. So you got to look. It, the 49ers-Vikings game, mm-hmm. the first two drives, Josh Norman's covering Adam Thielen. Thielen has him beat by 10 yards every play. So throughout the rest of the game, that continued happening. For the first two drives, we hit Thielen almost every play because, hey, Mm -hmm. he's open. But then for some reason, Thielen stays getting open and Kirk just never throws him the ball again. Just like, no, we'll look anywhere else. It's like, he's just trying to spread the wealth. I don't give a shit. 
And I don't <laughs> think any receiver on the Vikings does either. Like, because this week, sure, it's Thielen who's going to get 15 catches for 200 yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But then next week, when teams go, oh, shit, Adam Thielen's on one of those hot streaks, they'll leave Jefferson single covered, and he can go for 15 for 200 and a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We have one of the best receiving cores in the league, and we refuse to use them, and it just makes me so angry. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about Chicago, too. Uh, I mean, obviously not to the same degree, because we don't have any of the weapons you guys do. But it, it's like last week against... I'm fucking liking the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> Jakeem Grant was our leading receiver. He had five receptions for 54 yards. That is unacceptable. There is no world where not only Jakeem Grant should have that many yards unless you just bomb it up to him because he burned somebody. There is no reason he should be your most targeted receiver. There is no reason he should get the most receptions. And you have Darnell Mooney, who was healthy that week. You have Cole Komet, who I don't care what anyone says. I think he's a good tight end. I just think he's kind of getting the shaft in Chicago. Yeah. You have David Montgomery out the backfield. You have Khalil Herbert out the backfield. Hell, you even have Marquise Goodwin there and Jimmy Graham. Aggie draws up his offenses for the most random fucking players week in and week out. It's like he used to do it for Tariq Cohen every week, and that was yeah. fine because Cohen can kind of like make moves. But now that Tariq Cohen's gone and he shouldn't come back, now that he's gone, it's like he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't. It's like one week it's Darnell Looney, one week it's Jimmy Graham, one week it's Cole Komet, one week it's Jakeem Grant. Next week it's going to be Demir Bird. He's going to bring up uh, fucking Isaiah Coulter off the practice squad. He's going to get 15 targets the last week of the season. Like, it, it makes no sense to me that the way he draws up his offenses. And then on top of that, everyone's playing down. Like, Allen Robinson, I don't know if it still applies, but I know about halfway through the season I saw a stat that said he got the least separation out of any receiver to take a snap this year. And that was in, like, week seven or eight. He's supposed to be this elite, great receiver. That's another player I can't stand is Allen Robinson. I cannot... I, I can't stand a man who goes on Twitter and rides about his contract, but besides the point the whole offense just doesn't play interested because of how poorly matt Nagy draws up the offense for them i've never seen a lazier less interested offense in my entire life and i remember watching the bears where our number one receiver was marcus wheaton yep and trubisky yep. was a rookie it's absolutely God, pathetic even cora is so bad always yeah so we had Sean Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall there for a while, but since then. Yeah, but I mean, like, so I was, I've been doing the, you know, draft hat videos like you do, and I've Mm -hmm. been doing all time teams lately. And it's like Mm -hmm. we land on the Bears and the challenge that I'm doing, which don't get me started on TikTok commenters. They might be the dumbest (laughs) motherfuckers on the planet. Oh, absolutely. Because I say the challenge is to get Deuce McAllister in the Legion of Boom defense. I land on the Bears, and it's always. Why didn't you pick Walter Payton or that 85 defense? <laughs> like, read the fucking challenge! <laughs> god damn it! Oh my god. Oh, yeah, and then if it's not that shit, it's just one-word responses that yeah. make them feel good about themselves. It's... El Bozo oh ratio. Did you... Yeah, did you see the shit I got into last night by any chance? No, I did not. I saw oh you god. make a post this morning okay. that I was just so confused about. Okay, so... Do you know who Burns is on TikTok? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, I do. so he's a 
he's this Bears guy, right? And he has like 50k followers or something. He's kind of, you know, he's got a decent following. And he used to pop up on my For You page all the time. And I'm like 95% sure shit satire, but it was just annoying. Like, I can appreciate satire to a certain extent, but when it gets too much, it gets too much. Like we hooping. It's like we hoop him, but not to the same extent. It's like just like a step or two below we hoop him. Oh. So I ended up blocking him because I didn't want his stuff on my free page anymore. And even when I would do like, don't recommend these videos, they would keep popping up. And someone called me the Walmart Burns. So I responded to the video and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, am I the only one that can't stand this guy? Like, does anyone else find this guy annoying? And at first, everyone was like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I'm with you. He's too much. He makes Bears fans look bad. And then just a sea of L, Bozo, Ratio, Ratio, L, Bozo, you suck. You wish you were Burns, Jealousy, all this shit. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun. And I was laughing at it because it's stupid. You know, it's the fucking internet. I don't care what these people have to say. Right. And the guy's girlfriend, who's that, uh, Caitlin Gill, who has like 300-some thousand followers. She's a big Packers fan. She found the video. And started commenting on it. I was like, oh boy, this just got real. This got real. She goes, yeah, she goes live for 300,000 followers and starts shit talking me. And I'm like, oh fuck. And then I post a video and it was some like transition shit where it was like, you're supposed to post a player oh, from the Eddie team, Jackson then... video? No, 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 it was a different oh. one. There was a. Uh... Yeah, it was supposed to be like you post a player from your team and then an old player. So you post a David Montgomery running the ball and then it oh, cuts yeah. into Matt Forte. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And every comment on that video, it has like a hundred some comments. It's just L ratio, bozo, burns better, you're nobody, L life, L person, all this other shit. And again, it's fucking hilarious. The yeah. whole thing is stupid. And all these people really thought they were doing something. I had one guy call me Musty, which I thought was really funny. Nice. And then I get a follow request on Instagram from the Burns guy. He comes, he's like, hey, listen, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen. My girlfriend saw it and she went crazy and uh, I, I didn't want this to happen and all this other shit. I felt bad because he seemed like a genuine dude. Right. But then someone showed me on his uh, TikTok or on that live stream. He was also kind of cursing me out a little bit. So I don't know if he was being genuine or not. So the whole thing, the whole thing it, it was just a stupid fucking mess. But. The fact that that many people felt the need to come after me was hilarious to me. That's kind of what happens with bigger creators. They get called yeah. out, and then for some reason, everyone idolizes their favorite mm-hmm. creators, which whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, when yeah. you are a fan of somebody, that's literally short for fanatic. It's irrational. Yeah. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. So when you disagree with them, they don't like it. Yeah. You ever told the Taylor Swift fan that you don't like Taylor Swift? It doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the best part about it was it wasn't even like I said anything that bad. Right. I was just like, he's annoying and I don't agree with what he has to say. And I acknowledged that, like, I know he plays a character, so I was like, I can't stand the person he is specifically on this app. Because right. I don't know him in real life. I'm sure he's a great guy. But I don't like the content he makes on the app. I don't like the person he is on the app. And everyone said I was slandering his name, and then because I said his girlfriend was annoying, I'm apparently sexist now. Yeah, true. So that was a whole other thing. It was a, it was a it's, mess. It's, and I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I struggle with that because it's like, mm-hmm. it's not like you came out and were. I don't think people know what slander means. No, they have no idea. You're allowed to criticize people. I'm allowed mm-hmm. to call you a fucking idiot. That's not slander. Yeah. Slander would be making things up to 
it's mm-hmm. slander and defamation kind of go hand in hand here. Yeah. But yeah, that TikTok is just a whole nother beast sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a whole fucking mess, and I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, it's strangers on the internet. I don't give a right. shit what they have to say. Like, if someone wants to come give me genuine criticism, like, hey, I agree with this, but did you also know this, this, and this? Maybe this will change your opinion on something. That's different. You know, that's like genuine criticism. That's a genuine conversation you're starting, and that's what I'm. That's my big thing on TikTok. I want to start conversations with people because yeah. I like talking about sports. Yep. But when you have people in here, L ratio bozo, it's it's just a bunch of fucking thirteen year olds thinking they're funny, and it's it's so fucking annoying. It's okay. I so my most viewed video on TikTok is at almost one hundred and forty thousand views, and Holy it is shit. because some at so all time team obviously, Packers mm-hmm. came up. I needed a quarterback. Who do you take? I take Rodgers. I think. Thank you, because it's Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. It's been acknowledged by everyone in the world. He's one of the two most talented quarterbacks to ever live. Mm-hmm. I go with he's the most talented. Like, if I was starting a team, I'm picking Rodgers almost every time. As much as I hate that as a Vikings fan. Yeah. The guy just can make throws that no one in the history of the game has been able to make. Mm-hmm. But some guy go just said Favre was so much better. And this started a whole chain of arguments. There are 12.4 thousand comments, or not, nope, that's likes. There are 353 comments on it, and I'm almost positive 200 of them are that guy. Holy shit. So I made follow-up videos to prove him he was wrong, because his argument was that, well, look at Favre's stats. He has more yards and more touchdowns and whatever. And I was like, actually look at the stats with context. Favre mm-hmm. has eight more seasons as a starter and is only ahead by, I think, 18,000 yards, 102 touchdowns. It's like Rodgers will pass those if he plays another three years. And, well, that doesn't matter. And then, you know, he was like, Rodgers has always had a way better supporting cast. Favre had no one to throw to. I was like, what? Favre made Donald Driver a household name. Not Favre, Rodgers. Right. Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. Antonio Freeman, Sterling mm-hmm. Sharp are all guys Favre played with, and none of those guys were that good. It's like, Sterling Sharp's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. What do you mean he wasn't that good? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that, it's like, and then yesterday, the truly dumbest one. I failed the challenge. I was at my last pick. Still needed a running back. The Rams pop up. I take Eric Dickerson. Whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the comments I got was, you should have taken Todd Gurley. Oh, my God. Todd Gurley's not a top three running back in Rams franchise history. He's not. Yeah, but two good years before he got arthritis, or was it three? Uh, maybe three. But... Eric Dickerson exists. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Yep. Steven Jackson. Nobody remembers mm-hmm. that guy. But come on. Todd Gurley could have been great. He's only like 27 now, which is tough. Yeah. It's insane to think he's still that young because I feel like he was drafted 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, TikTok's a whole dumb place. 
Y'all thought oh. NFL Instagram was full of idiots. Go to NFL TikTok. Nothing's worse than NFL Twitter. Dude, NFL Absolutely. Twitter's tough. NFL Twitter's tough. As a Bears fan, NFL Twitter might be, or sorry, not NFL Twitter, Bears Twitter might be the dumbest group of people I've ever seen. <laughs> Fair. I got, I got added to a group chat on Twitter, and it was called Bears Twitter Elites, which I guess is a prestigious honor. But it muted the notifications because they kept talking bullshit so much. And I remember I tapped in the one day, and the first thing I saw was, I wish Virginia McCaskey would die so the Bears would get sold quicker. Jesus Christ. They went, like, I, I just, I understand being a fan of a football team, right? There's few Bears fans I think are bigger fans than myself, but I would never wish death upon another human being for the benefit of a multi-million dollar organization. That's ridiculous. No, I, I wouldn't either. Now, to yeah. be fair, though, after the Detroit game, I did say that we should not let Zimmer, Kirk, Kubiak, or Patterson on the plane leave them in Detroit. They can figure it out, but well, you know. I mean that's a death sentence in itself. Well, yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> I'm not truly I mean, yeah, wishing yeah. death. I'm just yeah, wishing they yeah. don't go back to Minnesota. Yeah, that's Good different. Enough. But yeah, no, they, they wanted Virginia McCaskey to straight up drop. That's dead. fucked up. Yeah, and then you know the other bullshit. It's every time a player plays bad, he's bust. He's terrible. Like Cole Komet gets it the worst on there, and. I'm a big Cole Komet fan. I think I said that already. Yeah. He, he has a he has some concentration drop issues, but he's in his second year, and this is the first year he's really gotten targets. And even then, the first half of the year, he was pretty much just used as a blocker because of how bad the offensive line was. Right. So now that he's actually getting targets, you know, Andy Dalton was kind of taking the brunt of getting to throw him the ball. And when Andy's putting it behind him and at his feet and, you know, at his head, he's getting a hand on it because he's a big dude, but he's not able yeah. to come down with it. Yeah. And every play is just, oh, this guy's shit, this guy's shit. And he's been, like, one of the only reliable players on the offense like, yeah, yeah sure he's playing bad but you could name 15 guys worse on this team right now drops it's... don't mean anything to me honestly no absolutely look not. at Devonte adams his first mm -hmm. three years in the league the dude couldn't catch he just couldn't mm -hmm. but you know why you keep him on the team because he might have been the best route runner in the league so he's always open i'd yeah. rather have a guy get open and drop the fucking ball than a guy that can't get open Darnell Mooney's got a real bad problem with drops too, but I think Darnell Mooney can be special. Yeah. At a game a couple weeks ago, it hurts to say he was uh, five, or 16 targets and he caught five of them. That's inexcusable, but you know he showed so much potential that I really think he can be something special if they keep him out there and they let him develop a little bit of chemistry with fields. So Same thing with Cole Komet. It's... <laughs> God, this team's a mess. Twitter. Sorry. I just I just yeah. saw this tweet, right? And I had to double check one part of it, but mm -hmm. the Minnesota Vikings are five and seven. Right. Despite scoring more points than the Packers, Ravens, Titans, and Chiefs, they have also on the season outscored their opponents. I hate being a Vikings fan. I hate it. It's so fucking terrible. Oh my god. Oh, dude. How it's... does that happen? Because every game we lose by two points. Maybe. And when we win, oh we win by three touchdowns. 
that's not fair. But we lost to the Bengals on some bullshit. Dalvin didn't fumble. His ass was on the ground. But whatever. Lose to the Cardinals because we missed a kick. So we should have been 2-0. and Then we beat the Seahawks by 22 points. That might be off. I think it was like 17. But oh, I can tell you, actually. Uh, it was 13. Then we lose to the Browns by a touchdown all because the refs don't care that Adam Thielen was tackled every play before Kirk Cousins threw the ball. Every play. I counted. There was 32 pass interference calls that should have been called that just weren't. Oh, Lord. Uh, we beat the Lions by two. Beat the Panthers by six. Lost to the Cowboys by four. That's our second biggest loss of the season. Our biggest loss was to the 49ers. It was eight points. Goodness. And in that game, we had a chance to win it, but Kirk just Kirked. So <laughs> oh, I hate it. It's so hard to watch the Vikings play. Like yeah. the Packers game. We were up by two touchdowns at half. We won with a game winning field goal. Like, what are we doing? I mean, that's one of the good things about being a Bears fan. At least I know going into the games, we're going to get our asses beat and we're going to get blown out. So there's no heartbreaking losses. So It's just a chain of getting beat by 20. I've been saying this. The toughest team to be a fan of in sports is the Vikings. Like, I get it. The Jets, the Lions, they always suck. But you also always expect them to suck. The Vikings are always supposed to be good, and they never are. Or when they are, they make it to the NFC Championship game and miss a field goal wide left. Or Brett Favre does Brett Favre things. Maybe leading to the greatest call announcer call ever. But whatever. Paul Allen's call in that game is just... It's terrible because it makes me sad every time, but it's just so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Favre rolls right. Throws back across his body and it's intercepted. <laughs> what are you doing, man? You could have taken a knee and attempted a 56-yard field goal. This isn't Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Is <laughs> the greatest line anyone's ever heard. I don't care. That this is isn't Detroit, yeah. man. This is the Super Bowl. It's just incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paul yeah. Allen. He's my favorite announcer. I'm a big Joe Buck and Chris Collins for oh guy. My God, I hate Joe Buck, but that's because I don't know why, but he hates the Vikings. He just does. Okay, that's fair. And half it's the time, comes... I think he's dumb. I-, I like Joe Buck. However, the one guy I can't stand, and everyone loves him, and I don't know why, is Tony Romo. I cannot stand Romo as a commentator. I like him as a person. Romo seems like a cool guy, but I can't stand his commentary. See, everyone it, it, loves him because he actually knows what's going on. Yeah, but he's, he's so, like, know-it-all about it to me. I don't know if that makes any because sense. Because he does know it all. <laughs> I know, but I just can't stand to know it all. Like, yeah, you, you can you can have, like, you can know it all, but you, you can't show it. Well, you can't. Rogers does the same thing every time he's on the Pat McAfee show. That's why I fucking hate Rogers. It's so funny, though. Because, okay, yeah. on that show, like, Pat McAfee is not the smartest football mind. 
<laughs> he's the honest. most entertaining. Sure. He is the most entertaining. AJ Hawk is not the smartest football mind. So you have him mm-hmm. talking about, you know, should that have been a run play or a pass play? And Rodgers is full deep diving into the scheme. And, you know, <laughs> this is what it's called. This is why we do it. And McAfee's just like, this dude's not speaking English right now. And I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. When you look at it like that, it is funny. But just because it's Rodgers. Oh, I mean, Rodgers is such a douchebag. Yeah, absolutely. I also kind of love it, though, because he always shows so much respect to the Vikings, and then it comes to the Bears, and it's just, I fucking own you, and it's yeah. just, it's so, he's so weird. The only team, apparently, in the NFL that man respects is the Vikings. I can't wait for the turnaround. They're starting Jordan Love week in and week out. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait for the fucking turnaround. I want Justin Fields three years into his career to do the same fucking thing. Get, just get us like you know after this season, obviously, because we're about to get beat Sunday. But next yeah. week or next year, year after that, year after that, when the Packers are starting Jordan Love and he starts to fucking blow and the team starts to fall apart, I, I need Justin to do the same exact fucking thing. Just I fucking own you. You know oh what my Justin God. Fields needed to do when the Packers were selling stocks so you could become mm-hmm. an owner. He should have genuinely he bought, bought stocks. It. And posted yeah. on Twitter, I literally fucking own you. <laughs> that that would have been fucking That would have been I don't so think, good. I don't think Justin's the type of guy to do that, though. I don't he, either. He's confident, but he's quiet. Which I, I, I like that. He's like Baker a, Mayfield like, absolutely would have. <laughs> Baker would have done it in a heartbeat. I'm trying to think if there's anyone on the Bears that might have done it. Tariq Cohen might have. Tariq Cohen likes to run his mouth. Akeem Hicks absolutely would have. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. I was just getting ready to say, Akeem 100% would have. <laughs> I, Dude, him and Dalvin Cook jawing at each other every time <laughs> they play is my favorite thing. Yeah, and, and it's the truth. I mean, if we don't have Akeem Hicks, Dalvin Cook runs all over us. Oh, 100%. Because if we run away from Akeem Hicks, Dalvin runs all over you. Mm-hmm. But the Bears have gotten a little smarter with that lately because they'll put Khalil Mack on the other side, so it's not as easy for Dalvin to run away. I don't understand why that wasn't the game plan. Yeah, I don't either. You have two (laughs) great defensive players, and it's like, we're going to put them on the same side, leave this side wide open. It's like, okay, thank you. (laughs) Thanks, guys. No, that's oh. the thing too. They they gotta blow up that defense. Like I, you know, as much as I love Khalil Mack and now Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks and all those guys, they gotta go. There's no reason to keep hanging on to them. You gotta, especially for cap reasons with Mack, they gotta get what they can out of that and run with it and build around Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson. Like it's it's just you know you, the team has so many issues, and we're hanging on to these guys that still have value. Right, but not enough to the point where it's like it's worth hanging on to them for the future. Because like Khalil Max already showing signs of slowing down. I stand by this. Nobody won the Mac trade. Neither team won. Oh, Mitch Trubisky pans out. The Bears win it easily. That move was so much. We're confident in Trubisky. He's our quarterback. He's going to bring us a ring. So we're going to get the best defensive player in football, arguably at that time. Yeah. Bring him to the team, and then Trubisky doesn't pan out, and it's like. You know, I don't blame Hayes for it. It's a ballsy move, and I respect it. But in hindsight, it just wasn't good for the team. Like, See, but I don't know if it was bad right for now. the team either. 
Capel is not the Khalil Mack. It's not his fault. No, 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 not by any no. means. The only other reason why I think it's an issue is because Mac, and again, it's out of his control. I'm not saying like I hate Mac. I'm not saying Mac right. is a bad football player. I'm just saying all the context around it. Like we have now an aging linebacker who, while he's elite, has lingering injury concerns, a massive contract, and we're about to enter a full rebuild. Yeah. But like it's great to have him because he's Khalil fucking Mac. But what's the point in hanging on to him? Right. There are so many contenders that could use Khalil Mack right exactly. now. Exactly. Like you could easily easily get a late first round pick out of Khalil Mack at this point. Or even the same deal that the Broncos got for Von Miller. Couple yeah. second rounders. Like mm-hmm. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is when you're an aging player. At this player. point. Like, at this point it's a lot for Khalil Mack. Yeah. This isn't twenty fifteen Von Miller and Khalil Mack. This is twenty twenty one Von Miller and Khalil Mack. Those are very different mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. 2015 Khalil Mack or Von Miller, you'd mortgage a franchise for because they're that game-changing. Right. Now, especially with Mack, like I said, with the injury concerns, it's like there's something new every week. And I'll give him credit. He's a tough son of a bitch. He plays through a lot, but it almost hurts him more than it helps him. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's what I've been saying about Baker. It's like, just take the time. You have a good enough backup. I honestly think Baker's a little afraid he'll lose his job to Case. I would absolutely, yeah. Case Keenum is better than most starting quarterbacks in the NFL mm-hmm. right now. I'd know. I watched him lead my team to 13-3 and three and win a playoff game. And, yes, we got absolutely shithoused by the Eagles, but that happens. Yeah. We weren't ready. The Eagles were. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get Mac out of there. You gotta get Hicks out of there again. As much as I love him, he's his injury concerns are too bad. You know, you might be able to get like a fifth rounder out of Hicks at this point, yeah. which doesn't seem like a lot. But like, you can send old, him to Minnesota. We'll take him on the other side of Daniel <laughs> Hunter. Either one of them, really. Ah, uh, yeah. They're just in such a bad spot with Cap, and then Roquan Smith's about to have his contract expire, which scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. Because Roquan Smith, I think, is the best linebacker in football right now. I mean, there might be an argument for, like, a Fred Warner or an Eric Kendricks or a Darius Leonard, but he's in that conversation at the very least. See, I'd put those three guys above him, but I'm not going to say fair it's, enough. like, by a mile. But it's, to be I mean, fair, yeah. Kendricks, Warner, Leonard, they've been doing it longer. They've been yeah. on top for years. So, if I mean, if you want to go with it that way, yeah, I absolutely agree. But if like, we're talking this season, there's not a lot oh, of linebackers sure. that have had a better year than him. Even this year, Eric Kendricks isn't there because of injury. Yeah. Yeah. But Roku, I mean, he's going to get a bag. He's going to get oh, absolutely. fucking big money. And the thought of that scares me because if we get a new GM, maybe he's like, well, he's just not worth that money. Oof. Or we have we have bigger holes to fill. We don't need to be paying a linebacker all this money when the entire team needs restructured. And if that happens, that's going to break my heart. Right. Because Roquan Smith, I mean, literally, you know, that's the Bears position inside linebacker. That is the Chicago Bears. Yeah. He can definitely, I think, if he continues to play at this level, he's not going to be on the same level, but in that same conversation as a Dick Butkus, a Mike Singletary, a Brian Urlacher, he's just going to be that, like, fourth guy in that line. You know, you'll have your Mount Rushmore of interior linebackers for the Bears. And 
you have him and then Justin Fields, you'll have to pay him big money, but you have a couple years for that. And I think Fields can help it, help this team make a playoff push before he needs to get paid. But uh, with weird. like, you know, Sorry. yeah. That every team has a position like that. Yeah. It's weird. Like the Vikings, it's just defensive linemen. Yeah. At every point in their history, you can point to, yeah, they had one of the best. Now mm-hmm. it's Daniil Hunter. Before that, it was Jared Allen. Before that, it was mm-hmm. John Randall. I mean, it's always been, they at least have one that's yeah. just wrecking everyone. It is really weird to think about that. And I mean, and then you have some teams that have multiple. Like, you could argue Chicago's the same way with running backs, obviously. Yeah. I mean, literally dating all the way back to the start, uh, Red yeah. Grange was like the first all-star running back in the NFL. It's okay, just like the Vikings, the Bears can't figure out that quarterback position. So that's yeah, that's the only pos- that wide receiver or the only position you could look at the Bears and be like, well, there's nothing there. Right. If you're, that's I mean, you know, it's it's just like the stupid hypotheticals. People are like, well, my team all time would be better than yours. Chicago is so stacked, but the fact that they wouldn't have a quarterback or any receivers is so fucking like detrimental to it. Like, I don't know. It's, it's Minnesota lucks out because they cheated. Signing yeah, guys when they were really old. Second. Brett Favre, Randall Cunningham, Warren mm-hmm. Moon, Donovan McNabb. Like, we've just cheated, and guys will be on yeah. their very last leg, and it's like, ooh, mine. Even Archie yeah. Manning. Played Archie for Manning played for Minnesota. Yes. I had no idea. Oh, my goodness. Also, I looked this up the other day. Um, let me double check it, but, uh, yeah, or, and I mean, the Vikings also have Fran Tarkenton who was good. He mm-hmm. just never got it done. Yeah. So so we, we got into this discussion about, um, Teams with black starting quarterbacks, right? If mm-hmm. you could make a guess, who has had the most black starting quarterbacks in the NFL in NFL history? Oh, um, black quarterbacks who started at least one game on that team. At least one game. Yep. Pittsburgh. No. It's who Minnesota. It? Really? Yeah. So Dante Culpepper. Warren okay. Moon, Teddy Bridgewater, okay. Randall Cunningham, okay. Tavares Jackson, Donovan McNabb, Joe Webb, Spurgeon Wynn, and Josh Freeman. <laughs> now, the Eagles have the most games started by black quarterbacks because of Donovan McNabb right. and Randall Cunningham playing forever. Right. And then... I'm trying to think. I can only think of three for Chicago right now. I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but uh, this list I don't know if they show it. Yeah, because Fields. Yeah. Fields, Jason Campbell, and uh, the guy's name. God, Jason Campbell. What the fuck? Jason Campbell start. He he only started a handful of games, but he was a. I remember when we signed him. It was like we had the best backup quarterback in football for Jay Cutler. Speaking of which is probably who I would take as the quarterback for an all-time Bears team, which is a sad, sad thing to say. Uh, so for the Bears, it was Vince Evans, 
Cordell Stewart, Henry Burris, and Jason yeah. Campbell. Now Fields, yeah. And then I now Fields. I completely forgot yeah. Cordell Stewart was on the Bears. Yeah. Hmm. That's sad. Yeah. That, that is really sad. I wonder how many times, realistically, the Bears looked at a black quarterback and passed on them for a white quarterback with how bad like a lot you know in context of how bad our history is like how many times there was a really good black quarterback sitting there they were like no we're just gonna take this mediocre white guy like that's really really sad there have been reports that that's what they did in what year was that 2017 with watson and mahomes i know and i don't know if that's true i think pace is just an idiot i don't okay that's not fair. Like that. We all said, okay, not we all, but like the entire media agreed Trubisky was the most NFL ready. I didn't agree. Yeah. I thought it was Watson. Mm-hmm. And then Mahomes had the highest potential, but. Yeah. I mean, at that time, I remember I wanted Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams was my pick at three that year, even though we had just let go of Cutler. That was the first draft I actually sat down and like watched. I was, what, I was 14 when that happened, so that was the first draft I really sat down and, like, did a little bit of looking into it, and I was like, man, this guy would be really cool. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about quarterback, and uh, we took Trubisky, and I was pissed, even because it was Trubisky, just because it wasn't Jamal Adams. Oh, so, just so you know, the... Final three teams to start a black quarterback mm-hmm. were the Patriots, Colts, and Giants. I'm not surprised by the Patriots. The The most surprising part about it is the Patriots did it in 2016. That's how long it took. Yeah. Colts was 2015. The Giants, Geno Smith, started a game in 2017. Gino the, was the first one? That, and he's the oh only one. Oh, my God. That's insanity. Dude, I don't get it. I hate that I that's know. still a shitty stereotype in the NFL. It's the same yeah. thing with coaches. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the reason Eric Bieniemy hasn't had a yeah, job. It is. It's because his mm-hmm. skin color. That is 100% it, and I don't care if you want to say it something else. You're wrong. You're just wrong. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day from this guy, and some people said he was satire. I'm not 100% sure, but it was one of those. He, I mean, he's verified, and he has, like, God first, Trump 2024, all that type of shit in his bio. Yeah. He tweeted something like, uh, Mac Jones is a great Christian quarterback, and Justin Fields should have been never taken over him because a good Christian quarterback will always succeed. Where every picture you ever see of Justin Fields, he has a cross around his neck. Every interview, he says, all glory to God. He's a major, devout Christian that's, like, a big part of his identity. And then the first comment underneath that was like, okay, what about the Mormon quarterback that went second overall? Are we going to ignore him? Like, it's disgusting oh, it how people Nick are. It was that Nick Adams with... idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, my God. this It's not satire. This guy's just okay. an idiot. So okay. he had one that had to do. I gotta find it. I don't know how far back it was. Can I search here for Cap? Ah, oh, nope. How do I search his goddamn profile? I know there's a way. Fucking Twitter. I hate it. 
Um, it was so bad. Nick Adam. So it was talking about Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow, right? So you already know it's going to be bad. Yeah. Oh, so here's one. This one's different. So Cam Newton was benched. I don't know which game this was in, but because he's been benched mm-hmm. in both. Because why keep him out there if you're going to lose? Why risk right. injuring the only good player on your fucking roster at this point? That's not fair. Mm-hmm. But, but he goes, it's ridiculous. Terrible players like Cam Newton are given countless opportunities, while strong Christians like Tim Tebow aren't given a real chance. The idiot was on four teams. He had a real chance. It's not our fault. He literally can't throw a football. Yeah. I know children who can throw a football further than Tim Tebow. Oh, God. But no, he it was, was such a bad quarterback, man. He really was. <laughs> so many videos of him trying to throw a ball and it going like two yards and being mm-hmm. disgusting. Which but, sucks because I do like Tim, Tim Tebow. I really wish Tebow would have switched positions earlier because I think he could have succeeded somewhere else. He, I don't think he could have played tight end. That's not, not what tight end. He, no, maybe running back. Like yeah. I can see running back. Yeah. That's what he was basically, anyways. Yeah, Tebow definitely could have succeeded at running back if he would have switched within his first couple years. Yeah. Oh God, I gotta scroll so far to find this tweet. He tweets so many times, and they're all yeah. stupid. Ah, uh, you know, because Lamar Jackson failed to beat the Steelers because he can't throw or read a defense. Lamar Jackson's, I'm going to say it here, he's not only a top five quarterback, but any young quarterback that you think is better than him, you're wrong. Josh Allen, not better. It's Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Rodgers, Brady might be the only guys I'd put above him. Yeah, I agree with that. And Rodgers and Brady are going to be gone sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And the only young guy I think's actually close is Justin Herbert. That kid's just special. Oh, Herbert's going to be the best quarterback in football next to Mahomes here in a couple of years. Yeah. As long as Mahomes gets his shit together, even though I don't think most of what's going on with the Chiefs right now is on him. I haven't watched a lot of Chiefs football, but the first couple games of the season I watched, and it literally just looked like he was playing the Super Bowl every week where he was running around for his life trying to make something happen and no one wanted to play. Right. Ah, yes. This this guy also says, LeBron James destroyed the NBA and Colin Kaepernick destroyed the NFL. Because, you know, that makes sense. I hate LeBron James more than most people. But he, he didn't. He has not had a part in doing anything negative to the NBA. I'm, I, I I'm a huge LeBron far. supporter. Like, mm. just because he gets so much hate for no reason at all. I'm just a Michael Jordan guy through and through. Well, so. you're from Chicago. You're supposed to be. That's yeah. the other thing. I think it's pointless to have the LeBron Jordan debate anymore. Because it's already it's decided. Basketball. Well, no, I just mean it's already decided. Like, I will never change your mind to make you think Braun's the GOAT. And you will mm-hmm. never change my mind to think Jordan's the yeah. GOAT. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Why argue about it anymore? Yeah. You're going to pick whoever you want, and that's your right as a human yeah. being. My thing with that is I think it's complete, two completely different types of basketball, and I don't see how you can compare it. Oh, that's kind of fair. 
Like I don't think Jordan would do okay in this era. Right. Obviously, he he wasn't a shooter. I mean, he's Michael Jordan, so I feel like he would have been able to adapt just because right. he had the mentality and he would have figured it out. But okay, that's the thing. I don't. Some of the greatest players will always be able to play basketball. Yeah, but those are just like right. there's a very short list of those type of guys. Very, very short list. But you know, like Ron, he, MJ, Kobe, Bill Russell, Shaq, yeah. Kareem. They could have played anytime, anywhere, and they would yeah. Be great. I'm sure there's more, but those are just the six off the mm. top of my head. Mm. Yeah. That's, it's, it's insane. The arguments that people get into over certain things like that are just, just I used dumb. to be like that. I used to be, okay, I'm going to kind of expose myself here a little bit. When I was a freshman and sophomore in high school, I thought I knew everything. Fair. I thought I knew all politics, and I thought Trump was the greatest president ever. I was horribly wrong, horribly oh. mistaken, horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, I used to get really, really bad arguments. Like, I remember specifically one time I had a math teacher, and he was the football coach, and he was a complete douchebag. He was the only person who I think had a bigger ego than me at the time. Nice. And he was, like, he, he was barely a teacher, he would just kind of like throw up notes, be like, do this and then do an assignment. And he didn't care if you cheated. Like kids would have their phone out during tests, looking stuff up. He wouldn't care. He would sit neither fuck around with his football players or watch Fortnite clips on YouTube. And I got into an argument one day with, with him about LeBron and Jordan to the point where we were up out of our seats, right in the face, screaming at each other. And a teacher from another classroom had to come over and be like, you two need to stop right now. Oof. And, you know, mind you, this is like a, he was a younger teacher, but this is still like a 35, 36 year old man fighting with a 14 year old. Yeah. Screaming at him over sports. Like looking back on it, it's the funniest thing ever. But at the time, oh my God, I hated that man with every bit of fiber of my being because of that. Yeah, I, <sighs> I, I've never got really into the screaming matches. That's not what I try to do. It's like the only time that's ever happened to me, thankfully. There's sometimes where I'll yell at a fucking idiot for being a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Because they'll, like, start trying to yell over me when I'm trying to make a point. And then I just, you know, I can yell louder, fuckhead. That's how I view it. (laughs) Right. So, (laughs) but it's like, especially when it comes to Braun and Jordan, it's like we're all allowed our own opinions. The only time I'm going to call you an idiot is if you try to use six rings as your argument. Fair enough. Because, well, Jordan's got six rings. Then Jordan's not the best ever. It's Bill Russell. Because he's got, like, 13. So, fuck off. (laughs) The rings argument doesn't make sense. Because you can't say Jordan's better than LeBron because rings, but somehow Jordan's better than Bill Russell at at the same time. It's like, that's not how that works. Logic, please. Right. Like, there are a lot of reasons you can argue it. Rings isn't it to me. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Or the, well, Jordan never lost in the finals. It's like, yeah, but Jordan got bounced in the first round anytime he didn't make the finals. So you're saying you'd rather lose the first round than make the final? That makes no sense. Do you know what I would give to yeah. have the Timberwolves make the finals this year? I might not have to give a lot to have the Bulls make the finals the way things are looking. Dude, I, makes the me NBA so happy. confuses me. No. It makes no sense, but I love it. 
I found the stupid tweet finally. And it oh, wasn't God. actually about cap. It was just stupid. So it was Richard Sherman was charged with five misdemeanors, including resisting arrest and a DUI. He's now starting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tim Tebow is a national champion Heisman winning quarterback who is also a devout Christian. And the NFL has blackballed him. Boycott the NFL. Nobody blackballed him. He's been given more chances than fucking anyone else in NFL history. He's just not good at football. I'm sorry. I would make a bet that either me or you could go be a better NFL quarterback right now. <laughs> and you can't tell me Cap wouldn't be better than Tebow right now. Like, if you if you were the Bears, Fields, Dalton, Foles, they're all hurt. Your two options are Cap and Tebow. You're taking Kaepernick. Yeah. I'm not too – I mean – at this point, I'm not too happy about either, but Kaepernick would definitely be the better sure. pick. I, I'm talking yeah. purely football. I don't care about off the field. I'm talking about Yeah, football. yeah. I want to win games. Who gives me the better mm-hmm. shot? It's Cap. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I'm saying, too. Neither one is going to be a great option, but... No. But, like, I'm not yeah. out here saying Cap needs a starting job and he's a top-ten mm-hmm. quarterback. I think it's fucked up that he can't even get a fucking tryout with a team. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, he should definitely be able to get a tryout. But I, I've played had so... maybe the greatest playoff game of all time. Yeah, I have had so many people come at me. Like, I don't. I'm trying to think of how to say this lightly without in the same criticism I always do when I say it. Um, I don't think at at this point, sort of towards the end of him with San Francisco, he was a great quarterback. No, he like all yeah, like all off the field stuff aside, just purely football, he was not great watched a football game where he played the three and 13 bears and got benched for Blaine Gabbert. To and whenever fair, I bring that 49ers team was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awful, but he was not helping it. Right. And anytime I bring that up, I am always automatically a racist piece of shit because I don't think Kaepernick is the greatest quarterback under the sun. Right. And I can't, I can't stand that. Like you can, you can defend a guy and you can appreciate what he's doing off the field. Don't right. make him out to be more than what he is on right. the field. And it's the same thing with Tebow. But I do like exact same thing yeah. with Tebow. I think there might be certain situations where Kaepernick could start in the NFL. I could see the Texans starting him if he was on the team. To be fair, that franchise would never sign him. But yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different can of worms. Um, but I think there are situations Cap could start. But you definitely can't tell me he wouldn't be a, a serviceable backup. When Nathan yeah. Peterman's on an NFL roster, you can't mm-hmm. tell me Cap's worse than Nathan Peterman. You just can't. Is Peterman still on the team? I thought he got cut. I'm pretty sure he's still on the Raiders. Pretty sure. Because, you know, oh, Raiders. Right, Raiders. Uh, Yeah, quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> I Fucking thought he got Raiders. cut when Gruden left because he was Gruden's like weird pride and joy. Gruden did have a weird thing for him. Mm-hmm. Gruden had a weird thing for a lot of people. Gruden's a weird dude. <laughs> um, oh my god, that guy's a fucking mess too. Dude, the Raiders franchise is just—I hate that. Yeah. It, it and it always falls on Derek Carr for some reason. Like, oh, yeah. Derek Carr can't get it done again. It's like, you want to trade? You guys can have Kirk Cousins. I'll take Derek. I think Derek Carr, Derek Carr in the right situation, I think would be a top 10 quarterback. Derek Easily. Carr in Minnesota might be a top five quarterback. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, Hold depending on. on who his coach is, because if we're yeah. running this run, run screen pass, nobody's going to be a top five quarterback. Yeah. But. Yeah, I uh, actually had in my notes before coming into this a uh, bunch of quarterbacks that I could oh, yeah, see I forgot Minnesota about looking at. It's fine. And one of them was Derek Carr. Yeah. He was the first, he was actually the one at the top of the list that I considered to be the most realistic as well as the best option for Minnesota. Because Okay, if the Raiders want to move on from Carr, how much better are you going to get than for an offer, not a draft pick, which I wouldn't want to draft a quarterback this year anyways. Mm-hmm. For an actual offer you could get, how much better are you getting than Kirk? Because I think in the minds of the NFL, Kirk's still great for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I don't know. That I, I could definitely see a team giving up a top pick for Derek Carr. If he became available and they were desperate enough. New Orleans, I could see trying to get him. We'll give you a second, trying a third, and Kirk Cousins for Derek Carr. It's actually not a bad offer. Uh, right? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Because Minnesota would actually be good next year. It would be nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before... Uh, the whole Justin Fields happened. That's who I wanted to come to Chicago. I was really, you know, even when the Russell Wilson rumors were a thing, I wanted Derek Carr. What about the Deshaun figured, Watson rumors? Same thing. I wanted Derek Carr. Oh, wow. Okay. Just because, hear me out, those two guys are better football players, obviously. Yeah. They are far better football players, but they're going to be way more expensive. That's fair. Way more expensive. That's fair. Derek Carr is good enough where you pay less for him and you're not upset about it. Right. You're not upset about the gap between the two. Like, yeah, if I'm starting a franchise, I get any quarterback in the league, I'm taking Russ and Watson over them 10 times out of 10. But with the Bears right now, with where they're at, they don't have a lot of, or, you know, back then, they didn't yeah. have a lot of assets. They didn't have any first-round picks at the time. I would have way preferred to get Derek Carr just to have a quarterback that can throw the football functionally and win football games rather than give up half my team for somebody and then have them not have anyone around them. Right. So I want to hear the rest of your quarterbacks, but I got to say this first. I had a trade idea for the Vikings and Deshaun Watson. Okay. Pre his legal issues. Mm -hmm. Because now I don't, I wouldn't make a trade for him because you don't know what's going to happen with him. That's why the Dolphins haven't traded for him already. Mm -hmm. But the trade was Kirk Cousins, one first-round pick, and Daniil Hunter. Not a bad offer. I mean, the the true question is, sure, Miami might give you four first-round picks. Are any of them going to be Kirk or Daniil Hunter? Yeah, that's fair. But my, um, Miami also has the opportunity to throw two in there. And... I... I ooh. See, that's becoming weirder and weirder because three weeks ago, I would have said, I want Kirk 10 times out of 10. Tua's looking different. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how he finishes out the season. Someone lit a fire under Tua's ass, and he knows that his job's on the line right now. Jacoby Brissett starting over him lit a fire under his ass. That too. But he knows that if Watson ends up being innocent, he's gone. Yeah. Miami's going to get Watson if he's not, or if all this stuff blows over, if he gets through it. Innocent or does the Big Ben thing and fade innocent by paying him off. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, looking at this list that I had, like I said, Derek Carr was the top of it. Okay. I like I mean, that. I like that. He, he, he's just a good quarterback. And if they're really willing to give up on him this easy, if the Raiders are really done with him, then why not? You know, right? you, you got to take a chance on him. And I kind of had the same thing for Baker Mayfield as yeah. well. I mean, we already went over Baker Mayfield yeah. earlier. I also had Russell Wilson on here. I'd love if, it. I just don't know. It doesn't seem how. realistic at no. all. Yeah. Like Kirk, a pick and see, I don't know what the Seahawks need. Like they need everything and yeah. nothing, I guess. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like I kind of had more or less Seattle going for Kellen Mond in this situation. Oh. Like if oh. Seattle's looking at Kellen Mond, like, oh, he's young. We can develop him. We like what we see out of him. You give them Mond, you give them probably your entire draft for the next two years. Maybe, but worth and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I have one here that is completely unrealistic, but no. you know, okay. so why not? But think it about doesn't it, hurt though. to look at. You trade Mond, you trade all your draft. Mm-hmm. But then you still have Kirk Cousins. You can move him to yeah. regain some of that capital. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be a team who wants him, whether it's the Texans, yeah. whether it's the Broncos. And that way you still have to keep your entire team intact. And if you get a quarterback, that team's scary. Right. And then we can Russell Wilson Kirk. throwing to Justin Jefferson. Oh, dirty. <laughs> or Adam, Thiel- Adam Thielen's or Adam Tyler Thielen. Lockett, but better at everything. Yeah. Ooh. I Don't get me excited. <laughs> don't get me thinking it could happen. <laughs> It'd be and then dope, taking, yeah. And then taking a step down from that, these two guys, they're not as flashy, but I think in the right situation they can be better than Kirk, and that's kind of what you're looking for here. Yeah. And they're not going to be near as expensive. And that's one of Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew. Fair. Like I like you know, Jalen Hurts, man. I think Jalen Hurts can be a good quarterback. I think especially if you go the route that you get Eric Bieniemy. You put him with Jalen Hurts, that offense you currently have, you could go to the moon with that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has that wild card that Kirk doesn't have where he's mobile. He can right. move around and that, you know, whether that's getting more time for somebody to get open or taking off himself, great options, you know. Imagine your defense having to guard one of Jalen Hurts or Dalvin Cook any play on a read right. option. Like that's that's terrifying. And Minshew, I mean, he brings all the swagger that you want to a quarterback. True. Mm-hmm. So I would prefer Jalen Hurts, honestly. Well, yeah. But yeah. my thing is, if you've watched many Eagles games, you realize their offense is just awful. Yeah. Like the scheme, the receivers. I'm sorry, Jalen Rager can't catch. That was a terrible <laughs> pick. <laughs> Devonta terrible. Smith is good, but for some reason, Jalen Hurts won't throw to him. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, is it, did Devonta Smith fuck your wife? I don't know what's going on here. Something, <laughs> Something's weird, because they just don't throw right. it, Devonta. But, yeah. no, Jalen Hurts would be dope. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of listed off the free agent quarterbacks coming up, Teddy Bridgewater being one of them, and I know you okay. love that. Dude, I've been, I was saying at the trade deadline, trade Kirk for Teddy right now. Yeah. Fuck it. Throw in a couple picks. I don't care. Do whatever it takes. But that's 100%. I'm a little bit blinded by just mm-hmm. my genuine love for Teddy Bridgewater. But 
the last time I saw him play in Minnesota, we he led us to the playoffs, put us in position to beat the Seahawks, who would go on to the Super Bowl, and Blair Walsh did the most Vikings thing ever. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Teddy's my dude. I would love to have him back. I'd give anything. Yeah, I mean, if guys become available this offseason, there's a lot of ways that Minnesota yeah. can ditch Kirk. And that's, I, hope we I think, puts you guys in such a great position. Also, again, I'd, it's terrifying, but... I'd prefer to ditch Kirk. I don't care. We can find somebody better, or we suck for two years and get good draft picks. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I've been saying since, like, week six, put Kirk on the bench. It's time to put Kellen Mond in. Let's see what we got. Let's see if there's something there. If there's not, we were going to miss the playoffs anyways, probably. So it's like, whatever. And if he sucks for two games, guess what? You can just give Kirk the job back. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. The only thing with that is, though, you have Mike Zimmer, who's probably fighting for his job at this point. I think he knows his job's gone. Yeah, you know your job's done, but you still want to, you know, everyone has that little bit of hope that something can happen. That you you can pull off a miracle, save yourself. Realistically, he knows, but... I I know know, it won't happen, but I'd love to hire Eric Biennemi as the head coach. And just demote mm. Zimmer to defensive coordinator. That's yeah. what I'd love. His defense is still, especially this year, just with all the injuries we've had and la- just lack of depth. And then our defensive back situation is atrocious. We have the worst secondary in the league. Mm-hmm. Harrison Smith has to cover an entire offense, and it just doesn't work that way. So... <laughs> I mean, but Zimmer somehow has kept us in every game. Right. Like, n- no team is scoring at will. Like, yeah, there are plays, but we've always gave up shot plays randomly. It just mm-hmm. happens. Because it's, it's the Harrison Smith thing. He might be the smartest safety in the NFL, but he's not very fast. Yes. Normally, he wins because he predicts what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If he guesses wrong, you're gashing our defense, though. Yeah, Rogers. I love just Harrison did it. Smith. Oh my God, Harrison Smith is such a good football player. Dude, I think unquestionably Hall of Famer. There are oh, some yeah. people who don't think he's ever been top ten, and it pisses me off. How? Because I don't know. What are white guy? I don't know. Yeah, I genuinely don't know what argument there could be against Harrison Smith being not the best safety in the league for a stretch of time there. When Palomalu and Ed Reed and all those guys retired, there were really only three guys who you could even consider. Harrison Smith, Cam Chancellor, and uh, Earl Thomas. That was Mm -hmm. it. That was the safeties in the league. And I think Harrison was better than all of them, mostly because he was Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor combined. Yeah, absolutely. Cam Chancellor could play the run and lay the boom. So does Harry. His nickname is literally the hitman. Yeah, just the dopest fucking nickname. Dude, Harry the Hitman is... Oh, it's so good. Oh. Dude, I... I'm so glad... Like, I get that he's, like, 31 and we just gave him a five-year contract. I don't care. He needs to retire in purple. That's all that matters. I don't care. Pay him what he wants. He needs to retire. Like you said, 
it's not like he necessarily relies on his athletic ability anyway, so it's not like right. he's going to fall off that much just due to his body declining from right. age. It's going to be the same thing. Will he give up shot plays? Yeah, when he guesses wrong. Yeah. But the only thing that won't happen is I don't know if we'll ever see another Harrison Smith pick six, but whatever. Whatever. It's hey, not that I said that. I said that about Erlacher right there at the end. He surprised me against Tennessee. That's still That's my fair. favorite play ever. That's my favorite play ever. Erlacher in his last season, he picks it off over the middle, cuts it back, and he hurdled a guy into the end zone. Oh, my God. It was the fucking most beautiful play I've ever seen. And that was one of my first years of, like, full-on watching football. So I only got to catch the tail end of his career, but he still made right. plays. So I got two more things that I want to talk about, and then we should probably wrap it up. We've been going for two hours at this point. Jesus. Holy shit. Yeah, we, we've, <laughs> we've been going. We've been trucking. All right. Uh, so which Bears game did you go to? Oh, I went to the Washington game two years ago. So 2019? Uh, I think so, yeah. It was Monday Night Football Week 3. Trubisky had three touchdowns to Turbo Taylor Gabriel. Which is another one of the dopest nicknames ever. Turbo, yes, yes. Okay. I'm trying to think what else happened that game. Danny Trevathan had one of the coolest sacks I've ever seen. He made Brandon Sheriff look like a fucking idiot. As he blitzed, I mean, he literally made eye contact with Sheriff and hesitated like he was about to drop back into coverage. And Sheriff moved his head for a split second and Trevathan just took off and hit, uh, I think it was Haskins at the time. Gotcha. Oh, it was back when the Washington football team was trying to be the fake Minnesota Vikings because they had Case yeah. Keenum and Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. So last year was the Redskins. One of the yep. last home games as the Washington Redskins. I was there. Now, Trubisky did kind of ball out. Trubisky had a hell of a game. I was so scared going into that. I'm like, I'm going to be here. Trubisky's going to shit the bed, and I'm going to cry because he was my favorite player at that time. Yeah. Well, him and Kyle Long were my favorite players at the time. So, new question. Were you a huge um, Cordero Patterson fan? I liked CP. Yeah, I I thought I liked him as much as you can like a kick returner because that's pretty much all he was in Chicago. That's all he was in Minnesota as well. He was Devin Hester 2.0, kind of, except he didn't punt return. That's, That's the thing. I've said this a bunch. Greatest punt returner of all time, Devin Hester greatest overall returner of all time Devin Hester but greatest pure mm. kick returner is Cordell Patterson that's not close and both of them are the blue and orange yep <laughs> I also don't know what it is why do the Vikings and sometimes the Bears kind of why do the Vikings always have great kick returners all the way back to who am I thinking of Percy Harvin yeah was right Percy before Harvin. Patterson Ken A. Nwongwu now he are, he's yeah. played four games in his career and has two kick return touchdowns yeah. So I have been to two Vikings games. The one time they've been to Denver since I was old enough to watch football, where we okay. got beat by the Broncos because, you know, Peyton Manning existed. But I did get to right. see Adrian Peterson break an 80-yard run, and that made me happy. That's awesome. I also loved that we were in Denver and the stadium had more purple than orange. That made me feel good. That's cool. That's that made cool. me feel good. But the other one, the year U.S. Bank Stadium opened, I went to Minnesota and saw the Vikings and the Cardinals play in what might have been the coolest game to actually get to go to. Because Xavier Rhodes had a 102-yard pick six 
Cordero Patterson had a 105-yard kick return touchdown. Holy and shit. Adam Thielen had maybe the craziest catch I've ever seen. It was it was something different. Stoke. But our quarterback was Sam Bradford at the time, so that was tough. I think I'd still rather have him than Kirk Cousins. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Sammy, come back. I always forget he played for many. Yeah, because it was Teddy's knee exploded. And, like, two days later, we traded a first-round pick to the Eagles for Bradford. Mm -hmm. Because they had just drafted Carson Wentz, who they were going to sit for a year. But it's like when a team calls you and offers you a first-round pick for a guy that can't stay healthy, you take it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was back during I'm... prime David Johnson. Prime David Johnson. Yeah, he had one year where he was good, remember? Yeah. 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 And he got traded for fucking DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dumbest trade in NFL history. A Bill O'Brien might have been the dumbest man to ever get a head coaching job in the NFL. He was so bad. I might be a little bit biased, but I think Nagy challenges him a little bit. See, here's the thing, though. Some of the blame for Nagy's era in Chicago can go to Ryan Pace. Fair enough. Bill O'Brien was also the GM. Yeah. (laughs) You look at it that way, that's fair. Oh, my God. I don't know what the Texans are doing. Do they want to make me their GM and their head coach? I'm sure I can be Bill O'Brien. They should definitely hire one of those guys on YouTube that does Madden rebuilds. I'm sure they could all do better. I, I'd do it. I'd be down. Fuck. Or the Timberwolves. I've done some 2K rebuilds. You wanna you wanna hire me? I'll come. I'll come fix the team. I don't know what I'd do with the Timberwolves, man. They're the most confusing team. Cause they're the Vikings. They're way too good to be as shitty as they are. Right. All right. Has Carl? Oh, go ahead. Has Carl Towns done anything this year? Uh, I haven't heard his name at all. Well, that's mostly because he plays for the Timberwolves and nobody talks about the Timberwolves. Okay. Just in general. But he is. Where where are we at? No, I need his points averaged. Like, cool. He has 558 points scored. I don't know what that means context where are his actual stats i don't want his per 36 either that's stupid basketball reference fix your shit um well he's shooting 50 percent from the field 45 from three what is his free throw percentage oh he's only an 81 he could, he could be the first center ever to get 50-40-90 club if he can bump those free throw numbers up. But I don't see his game averages, which is weird. Why is there no averages? I genuinely don't understand basketball reference. Um, yeah. It's dumb. Oh, wait. Here's ESPN. 24.3 points, 9.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 50, 40, 80 club. PR of 23.3. What is the average? Not terrible. Uh, 
well, let's look. Who, who, who? Steph Curry is probably. He's a guy to compare to. What's Steph's? 25.8. So apparently, value to his team wise, Cat's up there with Steph. Interesting. LeBron hasn't played, but I'm just curious. Like, well, he's played, but not a lot. He's barely got a higher. Cat's uh, barely got a higher PR than LeBron. Damn. It's just okay. So the Timberwolves sucked for a while, and then went on like an eight-game win streak. So, mm-hmm. like the media started talking about them, and then they lost because yeah. Timberwolves. I'm just so excited. I think Anthony Edwards is going to end up being one of the like ten best players in basketball here soon. Oh, absolutely. It's so it's got me so happy. Oh, yeah. we lost to the Nets. We just beat the Nets a couple nights ago. Did. Oh, oh. Okay, the Nets beat us by five, right? They mm-hmm. had KD, they had James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge. They all played. Cat mm-hmm. didn't play, and we only lost by five. Hmm. Interesting. It is very interesting. D'Lo, best point guard in basketball. Don't want to hear it. Yeah, he was even there. I genuinely forgot he was on the Timberwolves. Yeah, because when we first got him, everybody was like, oh, the Timberwolves are going to get Devin Booker now, too, and they're going to mm-hmm. reunite the best friends. And then, and then didn't. Well, no. Then Devin Booker decided he was extra good and played so mm-hmm. well that there was no shot we could afford to trade for him. Yeah. Like, I don't even think a deal like Anthony Edwards... Um. Josh Akogi and Jared Vanderbilt and two first round picks. I don't think that's enough to get Booker. I really don't. No. And that would be destroying our team. We'd be out of depth so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. We've well, gone through. to be a Bulls fan, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, it's tough. It's tough being me. Yeah. I picked the worst favorite teams. Rockies have sucked forever. Yeah, Timberwolves are never going to be good. I lucked out on that one. Yeah. And then, uh, well, no, because if you followed baseball, you probably would have been a Cubs fan, so you would have had a World Series to brag about. Yeah, but don't they suck now? I literally know nothing about the MLB. Probably, but I don't pay that much attention. Like, I'm a Rockies fan mostly in name only now. Like, I don't care about baseball enough. I used to. Right. I still go to, like, a, at least one Rockies game every year. Coors Field is just the coolest place. If you ever make a trip to Denver, I recommend you go see it. Because it is, even if you don't like baseball, it might be one of the coolest stadiums in the U.S. Like, it's it's nice. Gotcha. But. So I make it there for a game once a year, and normally when I go to that game, I spend like a week trying to pay attention to baseball and see who sucks and who's good. And then as soon as I leave there, I'm like, okay, well, we still suck, so I don't care anymore. Right. Honestly, I think trading away every good player we ever had made me not want to be a fan anymore. And that'll do it. But I refuse to, like, switch teams. So it's just like, yeah. I'm just not going to care. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's what my dad's done with the Bears for the last three years. <laughs> like, I'm still a fan. I just am not a super fan anymore. I can't tell right. you everyone's stats at every position ever. Yeah. But, all right. We've gone for a little over two hours. I think we should uh, yeah. probably wrap up. You probably got life to have, so... Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Is there anything you want to say to the people of the world? Um, yes, if you don't already, come follow me on TikTok at BearsCool2211. I post a lot about the Bears. I'm trying to get into talking about other football teams as well, getting a little bit of Bulls stuff in there. Um, there's a little bit of nerd stuff in there too. It's sprinkled in if you're interested in any of that. But uh, it was fun. This was really fun. Yeah, I had this a podcast great time. I've never been on. So, well, I'm glad that it could be this show. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you coming and talking for uh, two hours. We'll have to do it again um, sometime. Absolutely, yeah. Just let me know. All right, man. You have a good one. Thank you. You too, man. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, it was fun. New guest for the first time in a while. Um, but, uh, I think that'll do it for me. So thanks for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.